going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's another technical Wrong alpha. Mic. Holy jeez. Oh, is it doing the thing where it's the uh, webcam again? Yeah. Okay, give me a second. Let me just uh, pop in here. Oh, look, it still says input 1-2, audience ID 22. What if I just... Did that. Are we good now? Yep. Perfect. <laughs> I'll never understand Discord. It's just one of those... <clears throat> one of those things. Ladies and gentlemen, it's another technical podcast. It is Thursday, May the 28th, 2020. I know it feels like it should be like 2025, but we're not there yet. We got a, uh, you know what? I'm going to say we have a great show lined up for you today, but it is going to be by nothing but the graces of our ability to carry literal nothingness for an entire podcast as this has been, and I'm not even joking, this might be the driest news week we will have ever attempted to cover for a podcast uh, and I suspect a lot of that is because we're quite literally about a week and a bit yeah. away from the June onslaught. Uh, but oh my god, this is the short. This is the most depressingly short list of podcast topics I've ever written. But we'll make it happen. Let me just uh, get the screen up here for you guys. There we go. Hope everyone's doing well. Hope you're all uh, safe. Uh, and healthy and happy as uh, much as you can be anyway during this uh, this gong show. Mr. Black! Yep. How was your week? Another week. I I have to say, I'm noticing something. Either you oh, lost a lot of weight my, or your head got smaller. Oh, yeah, no. my uh, we, uh, we shaved... We shaved a mohawk. Ah, okay. We're doing it... Essentially. Got, yeah, okay. All right, yeah. Um... Yeah, we hit we hit a certain sub goal, so I shaved it, and uh, I might dye it, but who knows? We'll oh, see. are we are we gonna see uh, are we gonna see Cisco make a comeback? Nah, I, if I die it, it's gonna be purple. Oh, okay, okay, bleed purple, yeah. Jeff. We are on Twitch. Bleed, bleed purple. I bleed purple. <laughs> Hurry up and give me an ex an uh, uh, an extension, a contract, because I bleed purple. Give me t- Twitch. Hit me up. Hit me up. Everybody else is getting contracts. Hit me up. I'm still waiting to get the bounty board. <laughs> <laughs> it's only, I've only been a partner for like seven years now and I still can't get the bounty board. <laughs> it's just embarrassing. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm not joking. We're going to do our best to make this podcast something that's long enough to get you at least through your treadmill walk for the day. But hey. my God, <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I haven't feeling... even been seeing much. I haven't been seeing much at all, like in terms of news. Like usually uh, during the week, I, I'm like, oh, I wonder if Adam will talk about that. I guess like the only thing I saw was uh, Twitch signed Summit and. Uh, I didn't even see that on my timeline. Yeah, they, they signed Summit, Josh OG and. There's one other, there's one other, somebody in chat will probably say it. I think mm. they announced all three of them at the same time or something. Uh, but that's really the only like news I've seen that's, on it's, Twitter. It's been a very dead fucking week for sure. But let's jump right into all three things we have to talk about. Let's do it. 
let's start with Shroud. Uh, Shroud seems to believe that Valorant is not going to be ready for the June launch window. I think it's, what is it, June 2nd? I think yes. is what they're what they're currently uh, aiming for. Uh, yeah, if you open up that uh, link-a-dink right there. Okay, because he says some quotes and stuff here that they've got uh, from him. So we know it's coming up on, on June 2nd. And, you know, there has been a lot of discussion around Valorant's, not just its balance, but... Um, you know, bugs and, and issues with the game and whatnot that have been going on. Because it's it's technically, it only just got out of, like, closed beta not even, <clears throat> not even more than a couple weeks ago. It's not, it's not like, it's not like it's been a particularly long process. They're really, they really seem to be, like, uh, pressing to get this game out, whether it's 100% ready or not. Um, but I don't know, you know, as much as, as much as I as I appreciate the opinions of Shroud, because, I mean, if you're going to listen to one dude about competitive shooters, he's probably not the last person that, you know, you you uh, you would put on your list to listen to. I don't know, I, I don't know exactly if if what he mentions here is something that would hold back their launch window. Maybe he has more and it's just not listed here uh, as, like, a, uh, his, his thoughts and whatnot. <clears throat> but uh but we'll go through I, I think this. it's probably I think it's probably just more of is this this is this is a rough week of news. I mean I'm I'm <laughs> Shroud, Shroud Shroud on his stream, somebody in chat probably like, hey, what do you think about the Valorant getting launched? And he's he say he says, and I quote, I'm pretty confident that they don't think it's ready. Uh oh wait. Uh no. What did it what did he say? Uh, well, uh, it starts here with one where he says, I don't know, uh, he said, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I yeah, think they're is. being pushed by Riot. So he's saying the dev team that's responsible for Valorant is yeah. being pushed by Riot to just get this out June 2nd, all costs, whether or not it's ready. And then he went on to explain, uh, this is by way of win.gg, by the way, he said he went on to explain that Riot is the big dog, but there's a team of little dogs at Riot that are making Valorant, and he believes that... Uh, he believes that team is being pressured to release it before it's ready. And then this is the quote following that up. He said, I am pretty confident that they don't think it's ready. And by they, I assume he means the dev team working on Valorant. I'm pretty confident that they don't think it's ready. How could you? It's missing so much. You get, And then he talks about uh, performance <clears throat> issues where he says you're still getting 60 frames sometimes. He said, I don't know. It's going to be bad, is what he, uh, is yeah. what he said. That was his quote. It it sounds like it sounds like somebody in his chat asked him what he thought his about thoughts. it coming up. Yeah. And then, you know, he might be having a bad go at it and 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 there might be a couple of things about the game that irritates him and it sounds like it it sounds like more of a casual conversation yeah. out of like these guys don't these there's no way in fuck this game's gonna be ready or there's so much shit wrong with it. How 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 are they gonna do it? But what Shroud says literally has no bearing on if the game is going to be released or not. Like they're saying it's going to be released on June 2nd. I believe the game will also be released on June 2nd. Well, I don't Do think, I think Shroud is have, saying otherwise. Yeah. Uh, Do I think it's going to have problems? Sure. Yeah, it's going to yeah, have of course. problems. And they're just going to patch it as, as it goes. You know what I mean? Like, 
I think I think people are going to be more upset if the game doesn't get released. It wouldn't make sense that what less than a week ago, this was like four or five days ago or some shit. They were they were saying, "Hey guys, you don't have to wait till July or whatever. We're going to release the game in weeks." And then they put the date. Why would they just suddenly a few days later go? Uh, yeah, actually, it's not ready. Like that game, the game, in my opinion, is going to be released on June second. Oh, it's a hundred percent. Yeah, I don't think anyone's yeah. disputing that. It's just like it, it, I, I think the the point is, if even in casual conversation, which is, is obviously what it is, it's just somebody took this off of his stream or whatever. And you're probably right. It was just a question somebody had. Do you yeah. think it's ready? Because he was probably already talking about some of the issues that he and other pro players are seeing in the game. You know, is this going to be ready because it's going to come out June 2nd? And then he just had a casual conversation about it. Is Like you said, it's very likely what happened. Um, it's... <clears throat> It's more. It's more of just like I. It's more of just a difference in opinion of of the readiness of the game based on his standards, right? I, I like. I don't think that he's necessarily under under any kind of ideas that the game is going to release with zero issues whatsoever. Like every game yeah. now releases with with issues. issues. It's just how how many issues and what types of issues do does a game have that you're comfortable with as a developer. And I think what he's saying is he's siding with the Valorant. I mean, he's making assumptions, but siding with the Valorant dev team within Riot that's saying Riot wants this game on this date, and that's the show. And the dev team probably knows that it's not ready, but they don't have a choice. They have to <coughs> release it on that yeah. date. June 2nd. Uh, and then uh, a member from Riot actually said here in a tweet, he said, we will not be patching uh, again before the launch since the servers come down so soon. But the launch will contain fixes and improvements to many of the issues that you've been reporting on, including hit registration, feeling off, disabled, uh, blood, and much more. Patch notes will be included. So there's no more patching leading up until the release of the game, at which point they're going to have like a day, one of the classic day one patch uh, deals. And then we'll go from there. But yes, it's obviously not going to be a perfect game when it launches. And, I, and it wouldn't shock me if... It's pretty broken. It does seem to me a bit early to be release- releasing this game given the testing period that it's received. Um, it does seem a bit on the early side, but I doubt it's going to hurt it all that much. But it's no, just like, it, it, like I get it uh, where people can have issues, but I'm trying to figure out the downside of even releasing a game that is known to have a few issues. Mm-hmm. Is it gonna? Is it gonna? Is it really gonna hurt them? No, no, no. It would have to be pretty. It would have to be pretty earth shattering for. for yes, the, yeah, there'd for have the, to be like really bad leg issues, people dropping out of games. Uh, I mean, we're talking like like unplayable stuff. Yeah. From what I'm gathering from Valorant, now I'll be the first to admit I haven't played Valorant in about two weeks. So you I haven't know, played a period. Yeah, so, so I'm just going coming, entirely on 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 yeah. what we're seeing from. I mean, I've played, I've probably played 40, 50 hours of the game, maybe more. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's not that I haven't played it at all. I've played a fair amount of it. Um, I know that's not as much as some some diehards that are putting <laughs> that those in in like three or four days, but um, I have a pretty good grasp of the game. Uh, I occasionally watch other people play it. A few streamers that I watch, I, I watch play the game. Uh. The game doesn't seem that bad. Um, and let's be real. 
Um, this game is meant for the players, right? Like the casual players right now. They're not releasing Valorant for Shroud on June 2nd or any other pro team. Sure, they want to make this a big esport, but the reality is, is they want to get this out to the public because they want to start making shit tons of money. They want to keep the hype going. And this is going to take time to develop into a game that you're not going to have pro players upset about the smaller things that mean a lot to them that necessarily don't mean fuck all to to the average guys like you and I. So they need to release this game. I think they're going to release it regardless. And if it has issues, that might bug the elite. But that we're talking about the 0.001% of the amount of people are playing. It's no different than StarCraft. You know, you make a patch in StarCraft and a lot of the times the casual players, it doesn't affect them. It What it really affects is it affects the elite level players uh, when, when the small changes happen. Uh, because at the core, when you're creating an eSport, you actually need to balance the game around the pros to make it entertaining and make sure that it's fair and that the meta is changing. Um, but you also need to keep in mind that millions of other people play the game so so having it perfect is just is ridiculous and i think when people see these comments from guys like shroud they shroud looks at the game in a different light than what his audience looks at the game so when the audience plays it they might go dude i don't you know this doesn't really affect me or i don't really see what you're seeing uh but to guys like shroud and his inner circle and the people that are competing and that have a career around this these are pretty big things, so they're very vocal about it. But for everybody else, who gives a fuck? Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of it's kind of like I mean, they do have they do have influence in that even as a casual player, if you're a, a viewer of Shroud or, or other pro players, you know they will just mimic what they hear from, of course, the people, yes. right? Um, yeah. Even if personally Cheap. as a player, yeah. it, it wouldn't affect them if. Uh, let's say the tick rate, which is like one of the things that people always talk about in CSGO. And it's yep. like, motherfucker, you're just, you you think that you're good, but you're actually just casual. It's like in yep. League of Legends, people that hit, uh, people that hit like masters or whatever, they immediately think that they're, they're actual pro level. They, no, they've actually not. just hit the bottom of the barrel and now they're, now they're getting up. Yeah. And now you're, playing real players now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at, at that yeah. point, you're playing real, you, real you players. Can't even- you're right. They can't even comprehend the things that they're complaining about because they can't skill wise. It doesn't affect they're not them. even accessing. They're not even accessing what they're complaining about. And, and that's the cra- that's the, the funny thing. It's like, you know, it's 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 like Dragon Ball Z, right? Yeah. You know, you, you've got a certain power level and then there's a, there's another there. You, your opponent has such a huge power level that like you can't even complain about some of the things that are going on over here because you're not even at that level. You, you, you don't, you're, it's like your brain can't even comprehend what it is they're doing. It's they're fighting at supersonic speeds and you can't even see the battle, but yet the guy next to you, who's actually a God, he can see every punch, every maneuver, everything that's going on. And he can meticulously go through everything. But all you're seeing is just, this is, this is what you're seeing. You have no idea, but everybody else is doing this. You know what I mean? That, yeah. that that's that's the analogy I'm going. That's with. a beautiful analogy, and it didn't include a penis. Thank you. So it didn't include a penis. That was actually pretty good. Uh, Thank you. It, it, yeah, the it, it is that that was, and that's my point is that is that a lot of the stuff that pro players will talk about 
are, you know, notwithstanding something like, you know, like you were saying before, connection issues and shit like that, obviously that affects everyone. But, you know, if you're talking about um, input latency underneath two frames, um, I'm sorry, but uh, (laughs) like the the odds that you're that that it's dramatically affecting your game uh, without you being a pro level player, basically zero. Yeah. All they can do, Adam, all they can do is when they suck. Is complain that that's the thing that's making them suck. Yeah, which was my point. From Shroud. Yeah, which you know is my I mean? point. Yeah. Which was the point about that was that if Shroud yeah. is saying that, then it gives yeah. them a reason to use that as their own as their own thing. So yeah. I, I I don't obviously it's not going to affect them. June second is going to come. They'll have a patch. A lot of it will be fixed. There's going to be lots of broken shit, but it will be just like a lot of other multiplayer games. The same thing happens. Lots of people bitch and complain about balance and connection issues and everything, and yet. Still millions and millions of people hopping on a plane all the time, and that's not going to change with Valorant. What will be important for what Shroud is talking about, notwithstanding something like frame drops to 60 FPS, that should probably be fixed. That's fucking atrocious. The, uh, will, will be, that stuff needs to be locked in if they're really going to be taken seriously as an esport, which they're obviously going to do. That stuff will be fixed. It'll just be, you know, they'll get more flack from pro players like Shroud if they try and push a lot of tournaments and stuff before yes. that stuff is fixed. Yes. Which they probably will still do, but, yes. but and that's, uh, you know, they can complain about that because they're the ones playing at a high level. But for the yeah. average person, ain't, ain't nah. I don't mean shit. It ain't affecting you, bro. It ain't affecting you, bro. Go that's, play your Valorant and go have some fun. All you right? know, they're <laughs> like, like, uh, it's similar to, um, you know, 60 FPS, or 60 hertz <clears throat> monitors, 144, 165, whatever. And for the average player, when I went from 60 hertz to 144, and it's true, you can, you do see in multiplayer games a, a few extra frames of somebody, let's say, leaving behind a wall before somebody with 60 FPS would see them. But then it's, do you have the reaction time to consistently make use of that shit? And the answer is no. For the vast majority of people, <laughs> I think my my kill count and stuff went up by like I want to say maybe a whopping ten percent, mm. and that was but but like that's almost within margin of error of me just playing a game so long that I got better at it. You just got in better. general, yeah, you just, right? You're just doing better. So yeah. it, it's like you know. It's just, it's funny what people will latch on to to complain about in the game. Is it nice to be able to have those things? Yes. Is it making you specifically a worse player as the average player, even if you're dumping in like six hours a day? No. No, No, it isn't. Not bro. Not bro. Not even a little bit. Which brings me to, I'll talk about this next point. I'll skip down a few. Did I list that? I I thought I did. Yes, I did. Essential Esports announced that the average LCS player their salary. I want you to fucking sit down for this one if you're not already. The average LCS player's salary is $410,000. $410,000. The average. God damn. God damn, dude. What is the above average? Jesus. Now, that's not median. 
So they're obviously oh. whales like Faker and people who are pulling that average up, but that tells you that there's a lot of people making like an entry level $100,000 oh, as a salary. Me. And then keep in mind that most of the people that are playing on these teams are in team houses paying $0 Everything. for housing, yeah. $0 for food, $0 for, for like damn near anything. So that's just cream. It's they pay their mm. tax and it's cream. This is all money coming in. Mm. And they were now talking. I know why? Now I know why these out of shape, nerdy, <laughs> motherfucking gamers are fucking ten out of ten Asian chicks. Yes, it all makes sense now. It all comes it all, together. Hey, it all makes sense. They got their e girls. Hey, they're make. Hey, when you're making four hundred ten thousand dollars, does it really matter? Get it. Does it really matter? Get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a crazy amount of money. So if you were ever wondering what the state current state of, of League of Legends esports is, it's fine. They're doing okay. They're doing okay. If they're the making, average player is they're making <laughs> NHL, they're making like professional sports salaries. <laughs> yeah. Straight yes. up. Yes. Playing League of Legends. Uh, so that's that's just impressive. And and uh, so I, I made the joke I made the joke to talk about, you know. Um, just how bad the average player is and stuff. It's just like I made the joke. <clears throat> st- I should have stuck with my gold level zigs a little longer. Well, it also it also <laughs> just it also just goes to show you that think about how much money the top streamers are making, right? Or even like yes. the mid the mid the the mid to high tier streamers are yeah. making. Oh, way where, more. Where where they, where they go? Fuck a pro team. Yeah, I'm making so much goddamn money doing my own thing. Just imagine what they're making a year. Yes. If they're willing to just say, yo, fuck, you know. Now, in fairness. 400,000, 500,000. Yeah. Now, in fairness, most of the players for LCS aren't ditching LCS to go stream full time. And now we probably know why. Because the average player is making $410,000 a year. They don't need to ditch shit. No, they don't. No, they don't have to. You're talking about a CSGO player or some shit, like a Shroud or, or, or whatever. And, you know, they're even winning. They're not making yeah. $410,000 a year. So no. it makes sense for them to go fuck off and then just do their, do their thing, right? Yeah. I mean, there there are quite a few professional League of Legends players that, like, drop from TSM and drop from... North uh, American TSM. North North, that's North the secret. The secret that sauce is, there that is the secret sauce is it's yeah. the people who never win enough to make enough yeah. money so they just fuck off and then go stream full time instead. That's the key. Yeah. You don't see Faker going. You know what? I'm gonna just hit up Twitch full time. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't need to. He why doesn't you, need to. You know why? Why? Why would you go on the grind when you can just be a god and just get paid handsomely for it? It's just the way it goes. But yeah. Uh, you oh, know, it's still, we've talked about this before, but every time and I fucking hate it, every fucking time I see or read anything about League of Legends as an esport, it makes me want to play the fucking game and I, I know, hate bro. it because I hate the fucking game and I hate the people that play it and it is just pure AIDS from well, top I to bottom. Like the game. I actually like the well, game. I hate it because I when like I play it, I'm angry. It. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just so angry. Yeah, like I, I turned the launcher on. I, I'm already. I can already feel my blood pressure mm-hmm. rising. It's it's got that effect. It's fucking wild. But I like I occasionally miss it. Now it's, it's such a wildly different game now than it was last time I played it that I, I it'd be like learning from scratch all over again, pretty much. 
but it's just such. <laughs> it's, I, 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 I actually, my heart rate goes up just thinking about playing that game, and not not because I'm excited, but because I'm like, yeah, don't do it. Don't do it's it. Not worth. It's not worth. It's not worth. Uh, unless you're one of the LCS players, in which case it's it's very worth. Very. Hey, you want to pay me four hundred thousand dollars a year? I will convert my life to League of Legends. <laughs> That I can promise you. <laughs> yes. Well, it was funny. That I can promise you. So Monty, Monte Cristo was the one who retweeted this, which is how I saw it in the first place. And and then there was people in the thread that were like old guard League of Legends professional players that were talking about what they got paid. So it's like we paved the way for these bastards because now they're making yeah. all this money. Yeah, they were ma- yeah, back in the day, they were making like 40 Gs, yeah. 50 Gs, and they thought they were like hot shit. They're like, hell yeah, I can buy a fucking Mazda 6. <laughs> these motherfuckers here, they're like, yo, I got Lambos, bro. Like, we got $60,000 Rolexes. We got Lamborghinis. We got hot Asian chicks. We live in the life, man. We got personal trainers and coaches. We got a gym downstairs. You know, this, this is, you know, we got chefs. Well, this is, we're living the dream right now. You know, we're living the dream. You know what's going to be interesting to watch will be, um, I was watching, I was watching an interview uh, you know, after watching The Last Dance, I got on a big, like, just watching interviews with, with Bulls players and stuff over the years. And, like, there was some recent stuff uh, where they were interviewing Rodman. And uh, he was asked what he thought about how these young players now, getting out of high school, whatever, getting out of college, barely, just straight to the NBA, making 140 <laughs> mil over five years. <laughs> So much money. <laughs> and and what he thought, how he thought it changes the player's mentality mm-hmm. versus what it was in his era in the in the nineties and mm-hmm. before. And I'm interested to see if his response to this is going to be mimicked in esports as it gets bigger and we're seeing stuff like LCS, where um in his era the guys, yeah, they got there and they they did it and they they were you know they they except for Pippin they they negotiated for their best <clears throat> contracts, but you didn't see them hopping teams every season, nah. um, nah. or doing all this other shit uh, because it's there like there was a lot of loyalty, man. That was a once you once you got in, that was you were in. It's almost like you were blooded in. You got into this a was, team. This, you got drafted to a team. It didn't matter if that team was shit, sucked, or it was god tier. You you, you said I'm going to stay here until we make. I'm going to make my mark on this team, and yep. I'm going to I'm going to we're going to try and make this a fucking franchise. And that's what yep. they did. And they and I still I, I I don't disagree. I think that players, like anything, players were more about the game of basketball. Yeah, not then. the money. And not and not blinded as much by money because it's like people get self importance when they start talking about all that money, yep. and and not not everyone, but there people will fall victim to that shit. And I'm wondering if we'll ever see that kind of mentality leak into esports when, uh, which I you know what now that I think about it, Dude, it's already happening. It's already Dude. happening, and in NA, where yes, like in NA, where a player where teams were were farming talent for. Uh, specifically for like uh, for for personality and ad revenue and, and shit like that, you saw the top players get converted to to entertainment talent for that exact fucking reason. Yes, yes. So it's already kind of happened. Dude, look look what's happening with Mixer and Twitch. Like, yeah, you know, it, it, we're literally seeing it now. 
Like it's actually, it, it's always sort of been happening for the last like three or four years as esports is has gotten bigger. Like for example, there's just more money in esports now because well, it's just way more. The, the the big the big sponsors are now in. Pardon me. Uh, the big corporations are now in. There's just there's there's just millions and millions and millions of dollars. So like when I first started in esports, you know, it was it was like that picture of of uh, Jeff Bezos in his in his uh, his <laughs> old school office, and you've got the Amazon on like the nylon fucking yeah. like shit just written out, just Amazon dot com, and it was like it was just super grungy and just bare bones and just just full of passion, and and it was like. It was you didn't even they didn't even know what they were sitting on and where they were going, but they they were just doing it for the love of it. It was literally that dude. I remember the first ever uh, NASL I went to, and Twitch had a booth at NASL, and it was a tent. So it was like four. There it was just a tent that you would see outside uh, of like a Home Depot where somebody is selling bar uh, doing a barbecue like fundraiser <laughs> and and on on it I wish I had a picture I, I probably do somewhere and on it 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 just says twitch and this was like just after not too long after they went from Justin TV to twitch and twitch was like a new thing I'm telling you dude uh the booth I mean you I think you were, were I was you, you were, NASL. oh no. you weren't an NASL Dude, the 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 tent, the booth was about as big as this rug behind me, <laughs> and there was just a little shitty table in there, and a couple of higher ups uh, was there, and that was where I actually got my first raise at Twitch. Uh, so like, I went there and I was talking to one of the guys, and uh, that was when I got my first like pay increase uh, from Twitch, uh, just from networking and talking, and they were rewarding the people that had founded the the basically the first streamers yeah, yeah. that were there and at the time twitch was built off starcraft so twitch was attaching itself to the starcraft esports because nasl was strictly a uh a starcraft event there is there was it wasn't like blizzcon or blizzard uh, uh mlg where you had like league and different things this was just starcraft and the first ever twitch was this little tiny booth and i remember back then like like back then a big contract like when i had sponsors come to me and this was like i wasn't a small streamer back then in comparison to like w what twitch was back then i would be like top 10 like top 10 viewed on the entire platform at that time because it was so new and having mm. 800 a thousand is peaking at 2000 viewers back then was like you're the fucking shit now you have 2000 viewers and you're like you, you're the fucking you, shits you're you're the fucking <laughs> shits right you're like you're like a dead streamer, you know yeah. what I mean? Like quote unquote dead streamer. That's the so back then, like a big contract would be like from a sponsor would be like twelve thousand dollars a year, you know, like like that's big money, like a thousand dollars a month or like promote something or you know, uh, we'll say that now, for example, uh, and then and then like two three years down the road, as as Twitch started getting bigger and more sponsors coming in. Then it was nothing. It was it wasn't the norm for me to sign a thirty forty thousand dollar contract with a sponsor, right? So now you're making two three thousand dollars a month from from a sponsor. Now, I mean, you know, if you're big enough, you're you're seven figures. You're you're mid six figures for some of these big streamers 
that are that are pulling in huge money, like like big big money, like tens of thousands of dollars a uh, a month. You know, a a five thousand dollar like people are getting paid, dude. It, it's crazy. I've gotten paid. I'll just be straight up. I'll be fu- I'll be honest with people, dude. I've gotten paid ten grand for a day's work before. Yeah. I'm not even shitting you. Like uh like like t- ten. I mean, I guess you know eight thousand. US is like 10 G's for me. I've gotten paid that much for a day's work. Uh, so, you know, imagine where we're at now, like the money, like a day's work to a year's work years ago is like, it's insane. So like this $410,000 a year, this doesn't, this doesn't surprise me. And I guarantee you, you and I were going to look in 10 years from now, we're going to look back at this 410 and we're going to be like, it was nothing. It'll, it'll just be like seven figures, seven multi seven figures, people coming in doing a $30 million three year deal or like to be a player, like not even to own a team, like now to own an esports team, like esports teams are worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Now we're going to have like our soon, we're going to soon have our like a uh, first billion dollar, uh, esports organization in like the next 10 years. I guarantee it. Uh, so it's, it's insane. The amount of money and just watching it over the years, it usually takes three through every three to five years. It's just huge cash injects. And now that the big corporations are on board, dude, they've got endless money. And what the, what the, what they were realizing is they would much rather pay uh, a top streamer, a million dollars, three million dollars, dude. We've seen, we've seen, uh, you know, all of this Apex thing. Streamers were getting paid a million dollars for for a weekend to play Apex. Yep, million. These aren't made up numbers, bro. This is reality, dude. For a weekend, some of your favorite streamers were getting paid a million dollars to play Apex for a weekend. So for a weekend and then you, and then, but, but what, 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 what you see is, is you, the, 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 uh, the, the big highlights of what you see is streamer hits a hundred thousand subscribers. Like, dude, the guy's getting paid right now, like a hundred thousand dollars an hour playing this game. <laughs> the subs is like, it, the subs is just like, Fuck you, money. The subs is like, oh shit. There's it. Let me look under. Oh, there's another quarter of a million dollars. You know, <laughs> I, I I actually can't. I I actually can't imagine the wire transfers from the the bank. Oh. Like like, dude, I get a Twitch paycheck and I'm like, damn, this is a good month. You know. Yeah. And 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 I do well. You know, in my in in like for for me in my life, like you know. Uh, I'm still small bananas. Like I look at, it, I'm like, man, this is a good month. You know, I've got you know four thousand, four thousand subscribers. You know, you do the math. It's like that's a big payday. I mean, you stream a lot of hours and stuff. And it's great. But then, he, then I think, I just for a second, I go, wait, some of these other guys. I see this wire. These guys are getting. They're making this in a day, bro. One yeah. day, and like the wire transfers have got to be insanity uh, every single month. 
So uh, it's seeing where the money's going is crazy. The esports personalities now and, and and influencers in the esport world, dude, they're making as much or more money than what you see on TV than these than some of these basketball players, these baseball players. Like these guys are making crazy money. And the great thing about it is, is they're not. It isn't like your traditional type of hard work in terms of like. You know, you got to go go to practice and you got to do this. You got to do that. It's like these guys are literally creating their own way of doing things and they're making as much or more than somebody that has dedicated their lives to to a craft. And these guys are literally just getting contracts to play a game for a weekend and make a million bucks. It's it's pretty incredible. Like it's it's insane. It's, uh, and, and they deserve it. They deserve it. Like they put in the work. There's the boom. But holy shit, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll be fun I, to see. I, it'll be fun to see from just the esports side. Um, for players who aren't just you know kind of one-off situations like a lot of the NA players have been over the years, but like the highest level competitive players, how many of them when they're coming into the system new and fresh, how many of them? Uh, are altered by the money in terms of like team loyalty, uh, level of performance for being, you know, for playing things of that nature. Because the, the you see it in 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 other sports with like like I was saying, where people make so much money right out of the gate, it's like why even try? I just signed my contract. Why don't even? Why do I even try? You know, Michael Jordan was signing a one-year contract every like every single year yep. in the mid late nineties. It yep. wasn't like he was locked in for seven years. Nah, motherfucker showed up to work and put in his work every single fucking. And then he made sure game. he got paid for it. And At then, the end of the year, renegotiation time. You want me again? Pay me, bitch. Even more money. Yeah, but at least you fucking worked for it, right? You worked for it. Some That's, of these guys coming in, hundred million dollars. I'm done. Five-year deal. Hey, I'm just going coast it now. I'm. <laughs> I made it. I've made it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. The the the. I guess like the only difference is is right now. Um, I guess if it keeps going this way, but right now, as a streamer, and I and as a professional esports player, there there really isn't much of an opportunity to just cash in and then slack because there are so many hungry kids out there that oh, like. Yeah. They are, they want, they want to take your fucking bread. And like, especially as a streamer, you can't put on the, you, you, you can't turn it off uh, unless you're, unless you've made your bag and you're okay, which is walking away. Because the, the, the crazy thing about this is, is you need to be consistent. If you're not, that money will dry up, bro. And they will say, they'll spend that money on somebody else very, very fast. So, uh, but I'm, I'm kind of with you. Give it another five more years, bro. These guys are gonna be making so much money out the gate. They're gonna get. They're gonna. They're gonna get really good at a game. They're gonna sign a huge deal, and then that's it. That's the show. Yeah. I wonder what Walk contracts away. are gonna look like. Like in terms of like performance clauses. I wonder what contracts are gonna look like uh, eventually to like to counter some of that, right? To make yeah. sure that they, you can't just sign and then slack off like there's gonna there's gonna have to be like some seriously weird legalese at play there to try and like word it in such a way and have clauses for performance where you know you can't be just slacking off the thing just to uh, not to make this any longer not that we have anything else to talk about but the the 
the, the other thing that Rodman said was I mean, mentioned to uh, was players and the teams and whatnot. They're working with these these top players where they're not playing every game of a season. They're playing. Mm-hmm. They're playing. 60 games at 82 <laughs> or some shit. They're taking their off time <laughs> and whatnot. You know, they're, they're, they're resting to spend the money and, <laughs> and just fucking relax and go to the spa and shit. Yeah. And then MJ went out in his wizard's year in his forties and played 82 straight fucking games in his forties. And we've got 20 year old fucking kids prodigies coming into the system getting signed for 100 million plus dollars and mm-hmm. they're and they're and they're fucking marshmallow soft taking vacations and not showing up every day and not only did MJ play fucking like 82 games that motherfucker was having games he's playing 30 plus minutes every fucking time and then he'd leave and go work out after a yep. fucking game and then he'd wake yep. up and work out again, and then off to a game, and nonstop. And there are people that are like, you know, <clears throat> uh, yep. And it's because they just got the money now. So like, what? Where's your motive? Like, so many people try and break into basketball or other sports for the money. Once they get the money, what are you doing it for? Hopefully, for the love of the game. <laughs> that's it. Uh, hopefully, the love. I mean, of the at that game. at that point, a lot of players do it for. Legacy, right? So one, one, you, you hear that word a lot. You know, once yeah. a professional athlete gets so rich, then now they do it for legacy, ego, yeah. legacy. They want to be remembered for something, you know, and that's that's what drives them. But if they don't have that, or you could be like LeBron James and not actually want to build the legacy, you just want to tell everyone that you're the greatest of all time. Because why not? And just avoid actually becoming the greatest of all time. <laughs> just be like, you know, I. When I when I did that, I was the greatest of all time. And then MJ called up the producer and said, "Release the tapes." Mm. And then we got and then we got the last dance. I'm the go. Fucking MJ said, "Motherfucker, come on now." Uh, next up, what do we got here? IGN announces the Summer of Games 2020 schedule, which is by the looks of it, when I read it over. Just kind of looks like, you know, roughly what they would have been doing during E3, maybe expanding on it a bit. You know, it's a, a much deeper schedule. Um, like, we've got June 4th through the 24th. It's got 20 days worth of stuff lined up here, ranging of all, all sorts of stuff. So, just like uh, Jeff Keighley doing his thing. I mean, it looks like everyone is individually trying to do some part to keep the news cycle going, keep excitement uh, levels high uh, for uh, for what's coming up here, this new generation, and, and just to make sure we don't have a major lull. Um, but as like an actual site, IGN seems to be really uh, pushing this uh, the hardest outside of Jeff Keighley, of course. Uh, so here, just I'll just rattle off a couple of the things that they've got uh, they've got listed here. Uh, things like they've got a lot of exclusive world premieres or trailers and things for games coming up. Uh, they've got uh, some charity streams that they have lined up in this uh, <coughs> schedule as well. Uh, they've got uh, let's see here. Uh, so Wasteland Three from Deep Silver is an exclusive trailer, for example. Um, 
Borderlands 3 uh, DLC exclusive look and preview. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Everspace 2 exclusive gameplay. Uh, Humble Bundle uh, indie showcase that's going to be there. Um, uh, oh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. We talked about that actually um, the other day. That was on the Xbox third party one. They've got exclusive mm-hmm. gameplay and an exclusive interview for that as well. Um, they've got a, a, a live stream with CG, CD Project Red, so I'm sure you'll hear about Cyberpunk uh, with that one. Uh, and more. I mean, this is a big-ass fucking list. I'm just randomly trying to pull <clears throat> shit out of here. But there is a lot of stuff here uh, that should appeal to just about everyone. So you'll be able to keep an eye out for that, and it will give us news to talk about as well, I'm sure, as, as yep. that goes on, which is great uh, great for us. Uh, but lots and lots of uh, of stuff coming from them, which is, yeah, good to hear, because that was, like, my biggest concern was without E3, we were going to be dead in the water for, like, three straight months. <laughs> three straight yeah. months. Yeah, there'll be news. But it, everyone's picking it, up the pieces. It'll come. So shout-outs to IGN for... Uh, and I think, I, I think in a way, it'll be even more hype because nobody's been doing much. There, there hasn't been anything. So I think even the smallest... I think what before what would be a small announcement is going to seem just a little bit bigger simply because we, we've been so deprived of excitement. And we just need we just are craving not only some normalcy back in our lives, but, you know, some light. At, they're seeing light at the end of the tunnel. I think people are just going to get excited for, to get excited, uh, which why not isn't going to hurt. Fuck it. Uh, you know what is going to hurt? China's Steam-specific client is getting ready to go, Jeff. Oh. Uh, as you might expect, a, uh, a Steam client in China, a little bit different than what we've got here, uh, with all sorts of restrictions. The The two main ones that I saw were, your name on, on it is not editable at all. You get a random string of numbers associated to your account, and that's it. There's no changing it. You don't get to choose your name. You, you are just a number in the system, much like with the rest of China. Um, past that, there's also some games that they are, that they have time management restrictions on. So there are games where you'll only be able to play for so long a day or during certain hours of the day Damn. as well. Uh, and of course, a, a whole host of other changes to the platform, but Steam is obviously going to make as many concessions as they can because just having the plat, doing anything they can to get the platform in there, the amount of money on the table, huge money, huge, huge. It's worth huge jumping through some hoops. Yeah, you jump through all the hoops, all of them to make that happen. Uh, speaking of jumping through some hoops, Fantasy uh, Fantasy Star Online Two finally launched, like kind of outside of Japan. Uh, it's like ten years, almost ten years. This thing has been around for this um, MMO. And everyone and their dog outside of uh, its host region has been rapidly asking to be able to play this game. And it's taken them nearly... It's taken them almost so long that nobody gave a fuck anymore. But a lot of people are going to play it anyway. But now it's just like, the game is fucking old, man. I mean, it's almost 10 years old, for God's sake. However, it they chose, they chose poorly. Because this bad boy is releasing on Windows 10 on the Microsoft Store. Hey! Right. And which, it's gone. Which uh, which means almost immediately there were all sorts of issues because uh, the Microsoft Store is pure, 
unadulterated ass from top to bottom, whereby they install everything in an apps folder underneath uh, the rest of the apps that Windows 10 has on the computer, which means that folder... By the way, even as an administrator, you cannot access, you cannot see anything, it's all fucking encrypted. So you cannot change anything in those folders, so if there's any bug fixes or whatever that would work with, let's say, a Steam version of the game, you can't fucking apply them to the Microsoft version of the fucking game on the Microsoft Store, because it's shit. Unequivocally, Mm. objectively, ass. I hate how they handle it. It's broken Forza Horizon, uh... Two, for me, that I've talked about multiple times in the past, still not fixed. They're they're not like hard fixes, but you can't get access to the folder to fix them. So you're just fucked. So a lot of people have been struggling to turn the game on without it just uh, dropping an error and not letting you in. There have been, thankfully, some workarounds for that to get people into the game, but there have been people that have been able to play the game without issue, and then when they restart the computer, game uninstalls itself. Rip again. So... If you're going to play it, good luck. I believe it's also available on the Xbox. I think it's a Play Anywhere game. So if you have an Xbox and you don't want it to, you know, uh, you want it to actually play, then that might be the place to be for now. Until they sort out the the issues with uh, the Windows Store. Uh, is it region locked? Oh, and it's not out for the EU. Oh, my Lord. I thought it was out for the EU, too. It's just Sounds like, like a dumpster fire. All right, so uh, that's bad all around. And uh, sounds like Japan to me, I'm going to be honest with you. Sounds like Japanese game development. Uh, next up, Dead by Daylight, which is a, one of those games that is just super niche, but it keeps going. It's got, it's yeah. like it's got on Twitch, audience. it's got an audience. Yeah. Uh, it's getting its new killer. I mean, it's got, you know, like Freddy, it's got Jason and all that. It's got several, several killers now, but now they're getting Pyramid Head from Silent Hill. There you go. It's a good one to have. It's a good one. It's a good one to have. Um, every time that that, something like this happens, it just makes me sad that we're not getting Silent Hill games. And instead it's just like the properties being hoarded out to literally every other game, but its own franchise. Uh, however... Uh, well, they're making money at least. Maybe great. they'll keep making enough money to make a game. Uh, someday. It would be nice. Uh, oh, I also retweeted this earlier in um, earlier in the week, but uh, just a casual reminder for those of you that, that ever get interested in playing Silent Hill 2, which is the best horror game of all time in my opinion, do not play at all costs. Do not play the HD collection that they put together that was out for PS3. It is... So shit from top to bottom. Different voice actors because they didn't want to replay or they didn't want to pay the fucking old ones uh, for their work. Uh, All the graphic updates, ass, made it look worse. Including one of my favorites, the sign that says Silent Hill on it. Mm. The font got changed to Comic Sans. Rip. Why? Because why not? Fuck. Anyway, play the PS2 version. This one right here. That's, that's, okay, so in order, you, there is a PC version that is essentially the PS2 version, but enhanced with mods and everything else. So you get the original audio, you get up, done textures and all that shit, and it looks and sounds the best, but you have to put in a lot of work to make that happen. Then there's the PS2 version. 
Then there's the Xbox one, uh, the Xbox version, and then you don't play anything else. You just don't. If you're gonna play Silent Hill, those mm. are your those are your versions to play for God's sake. Because if you went and played like the the HD collection, you'd be asking why is everyone talking about this game being so good? Because <laughs> the fucking collection is so bad. Next up, uh, Discord. Oh, here's a goodie. This is just a general public service announcement. Discord has a, uh, some malware that's uh, going around. Uh, unfortunately, it's a uh, a brand new version of the Anarchy Grabber, which through links and, and whatnot, install itself. It's hard to detect sometimes. You can see if your Discord has it uh, by checking out one of the uh, one of the files in the Discord folder in the app data folder, but. Um, it can strip passwords, plain text passwords and other things like that. So, um, be super mindful right now about whatever the fuck you post on discord. And if you haven't already, like Foxy just said, two factor authentication for literally everything you can get your hands on. So just be mindful uh, of that. Uh, it's, I mean, you only get it through links. But I'm, you know, people can be like DMing you. It's not actually them. Yeah. So that classic bullshit. Just be aware of that stuff uh, for now. Uh, next up, uh, let's see here. Oh, I'll mention this, and then we'll end with the other one. Xbox Series X pre-order page is now live. There you mm. go. Uh, now they don't have the uh, the announce uh, the announcement for the date. Or the price yet, but if the page is up, that means that they're ready or they're they're getting ready. Mm. They're they're turning the engine over. Uh, mm. You'll you'll be hearing about that stuff probably in the not too distant future. And lastly, for gaming news, it's something for us to watch, Mister Black. You ready to watch something? Sure. Okay, let's just put up this screen for a moment. I know it says starting soon, but that's not what it actually means. Hold on. Gonna get this up here. I already have the time. Uh, it's linked to the timestamp, so we should be good. Yep. That's not the right screen. That's the right screen, though. All right. So, this is The Last of Us Part 2. They did a state of play today. This just happened today, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. Well, yesterday. Broadcast yesterday, 27th, because today is 28th. Yeah, so yesterday. Um, where they showed off a bunch of The Last of Us Part 2 gameplay and stuff. I'm just, I singled out a section here, so we don't want to watch the whole thing or anything, but it would just be enough for us to take a, a little peek at and uh, and talk about what we see. Um, we're watching from 14 minutes, 30 seconds in this video, uh, in for a little bit, uh, and we'll just give you a little chit-chat about that. So you ready to go, Mr. Black? In three, two, one, go. So, right off the bat, not that you should uh, expect otherwise, but Naughty Dog squeezing every last ounce of power out of the PlayStation 4 Pro to uh, to make the this game look very nice, especially given the consoles that it's running on. It's pretty. Water looks good. Mm. 
Animations also kind of stand out pretty much right away as being really good, although that's always been a Naughty Dog thing, having top-tier animation. This is gonna, this is gonna, you know, sound a little silly to mention, but the water sounds good, too. It sounds appropriate. A lot of games doesn't sound right when you're swimming. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, here we go. Don't make a fucking sound. Hands up. Oh, this girl's out here playing with a PS Vita. Where is she? In the hospital. Where in the hospital? They're clearing out the upper floors. She's somewhere in there. Jesus. Fuck. That was dumb. And she's gone. She just stabbed her in the throat real quick. Honey, <laughs> is Sony hunting down the last PS Vita owner? <laughs> she not take the gun? She doesn't need it, Jeff. She has a bow and arrow. You shit me. They put you with Hey, we get the job done. I bet you do. Oh, this is not fair. I feel like this- I'm telling you, man. Am I crazy, or is this the exact same place that they showed off at E3? I'll keep that in mind. Looks very similar. Fuck. Sounds like scars are getting closer. Hope that's our guys executing those freaks. Hey. Did you hear about all getting called up to the fob? I heard that Isaac wants us- What kind of silencer is that? That's the, uh, strap some foam to the end of the gun. Not after what went down last time. Oh, she's got bat vision. Even Isaac, isn't that crazy? That's what I heard. No, this isn't the same, but it's really fucking similar looking. Shut up. All right, calm down. Delta kill. Oh. Man, this girl's crazy. She's seen some shit, Jeff. She's not afraid to stab a motherfucker in the neck anymore. She's getting a little nutty now. Oh no, it's a coke bottle on the end of it. Which should only work for about one shot, and then it should probably have to be changed. And I use the term work loosely. Going in the bag, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Instead of just like grabbing an item, you know? She actually like, physically has to go into the bag and grab it. Hmm. Pretty cool. Molotov. Oh, poor dog. PETA! Coke bottle's seen some shit. Yeah. Well, it's been used a couple times now. I- I- like, it, it very likely does work. But it's- it would, at best, like, two or three fucking shots. Like, on a- I- Oh, she's only got a couple of arrows. No bueno. 
I wonder if you can recollect your arrows. Just like that. Oh. Dude just caught that arrow in the throat. Ah, there it is. It fell. Okay. Okay, they so yeah. So many shots with it. Yeah. The Coke bottle has durability, Jeff. That scalped him. I'll go check it out. I got you covered. Holy shit! I've got I've got you covered. No, I don't. You're I've already got, dead. You yeah, you're dead. <laughs> shit! Look out! Oh, over here! Oh no! Still stunned. Oh. Oh my god! Oh my! This game is brutal. Wow! They the went fuck? they went full on with this audio. I found her. Oh! Oh shit! What am I watching, dude? This. You're watching Dead by Daylight. She took that shot like a champion. Did she ever? Took another shot. Oh, I like that. There's blood on her hands. This is one of those games that that when you watch it be played where there's no fuck-ups, it looks really dope. But then if you played the game and you died at that door and you had to like watch all these like these extra little cutscene moments where she's pushing shit against the door and all that, it'd drive you slowly insane. Gotta hear that. Maybe if you pull some more guards, Abby would see it herself. The fuck was Abby here? I'm not stupid. You're gonna tell us where she went. When Isaac talks to us about this, I'm getting tired of this. Nora. Nora. I'm not going down for her, man. Nora the Explorer. You know, the one thing that stands out about this game, and it was kind of similar to the first one too, is how they handle the player transitioning from one area to the next, the camera angles and stuff that they use. Mm. It just, it all makes it look like cinema versus a game. Mm-hmm. Don't scream. Put that shit down. You remember me? Yes. She's got some big ass hands. You remember me. Huge hands. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Part two. Yeah. Looks like more Last of Us, which is not a bad thing. Nope. I look forward to it. Yeah, it's uh 
It's it look it's everything that you'd expect it to be. It looks yep. fantastic. Animations are on point. Brutal is like the first thing that comes to mind watching that. Yeah, I mean the 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 way that she was taking people out was uh was very very brutal uh and they didn't hold back on that at all <laughs> especially the audio i mean they were i want i want to know what the audio booth looked for when they were like all right so we're going to need you to pretend that you've just been stabbed in the abdomen four times and are now bleeding from the mouth <laughs> <laughs> we provided you with a bottle of of thickened Gatorade for you to gargle around as if it is blood good luck and action yeah uh but uh yeah it looks it looks good again for me though with those games all the things that make it impressive to me are also the reasons why i'm i wouldn't and why i didn't play the original and why i won't play this one is the pacing is just fucking snail and it's snail because they're trying to make the whole game look like you're playing a movie Mm-hmm. All the camera angles, all the way that we were like we were talking, we were, they were transitioning. She was transitioning out of the the uh, the vents onto the ground. The way that they swept the camera out in front and whatnot. It's it's so smooth and it's so well presented that it is a game that it doesn't even look like you're watching somebody play a game when it's being when it when nothing goes wrong. And that's why I mentioned like when you're the one playing the game and you get to that door and you're opening it, you get popped off on a few times and you die and then you've got to rewatch all this like painstaking getting out of the vent, watch the camera rotate, slowly slink down, grab the backpack, put the backpack back on, tie your shoes, eat a sandwich, whatever other fucking things they have to make it look so much more believable that looks fucking incredible when you get into it. And you get yeah. to a section that's hard. So these types of games, like I find, oh, the first one, the clickers, just everyone hated the clicker sections because people died like fifty million times. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really remember. I, I just, yeah, that stuff never really bugged me. And usually there are they like, especially during cutscenes and stuff, they let you skip through it and um, cutscenes, yes, what, but like the animation part, like you never get. Yeah, yeah. that it, doesn't really it, bug me. I, the trade-offs are definitely worth it. I mean, the The Last of Us really does stand out as a game that I still go to when I think about great games. Um, so yeah, I'm sure this. Is oh, gonna they're be incredible games. Oh, yeah, they're buzzers. Yeah, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be great. Yeah, oh, it's gonna be very well done. Um, and that's 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 all we've got. I think we did a pretty good job. Where where are we every we got it? We got an hour deep off of like four bullet points, Jeff. Boom. That's what you gotta do. We gotta make it happen. You know what else we gotta make it happen? Patreon.com slash lag TV. That's right. Hit us up. Uh dollars the minimal. It goes all the way up to as much as you want. And I'm not sure how many Patreons we're at right now, but it was moving up. We're up. We're above twenty two hundred now for the first time in a hot in a hot minute. But the, Thank you. the thing to the thing that I wanna uh, a couple things I want to mention about Patreon before we, we get into the other sellout sections is uh one uh i stopped receiving for a hot minute by a hot minute i mean months time has blended together for me i didn't even recognize what's happening i stopped getting notifications from patreons when uh, when we were getting not- uh messages oh and so last night uh when i was going in uh and this leads to my other point patreon will start taxing um subscriptions 
the tax will vary based on the benefits that you're getting from the subscriptions. And I will be doing my best to make sure that the tax applied to our stuff is the smallest amount of tax possible. But just be aware that that's going to happen and you will receive an email from Patreon here probably in the next few weeks outlining that. But several countries have forced them to now have taxes on uh, their subscriptions for, for certain things like physical deliveries and things like that. Like uh, They started getting the their door knocked on. Uh, from tax agencies saying, "Hey, these people should pro or these things should probably be taxed." So, um, be aware of that. I'll do my best to reduce it as much as I can. How and it's unlikely to be that dramatic. I mean, if you're ten dollars a month and you're getting like ten percent tax, it's like you know, it's not going to be the end of the world. But just be aware that that's coming. As for the messages, yeah, there was like fifty, and there were a lot that were pertaining to the physical delivery uh, or the the uh, the merch delivery and stuff of that nature. I have now gotten back to last night before I, I got off the computer. I responded to all 50 and oh. I, I added all 50 or I, not all 50, but I added everyone who was sending a message about the merchandise. Um, I've responded so you'll be able to read and get more details, but you are on the list now. So... Um, don't worry. When we have the opportunity to, to ship out, I have an Excel sheet, your names, all that stuff's on it so that we know and the status of the delivery, if you've been sent it before or not, um, or if it's in process, that's all there. So you won't be forgotten. It's just now we have to wait for an opportunity to be able to ship stuff out again. And we don't have an ETA on, on, the, uh, on that as it stands. So it's there. We have all the merch. We have all the stuff. We just have to wait for an opportunity to be able to, uh, to send that stuff out. And then everyone else I responded to. So that's done. So that's all caught up. And then I want to let you guys know about the tax. Patreon.com slash lag TV. You can continue now. What do we got? All right. Uh, we got NordVPN. Promo code OTT is going to get you 70% off your VPN subscription. If you guys are not already, uh, or if you don't already have a VPN, virtual private network, um, click on the link in the description below or go to NordVPN.com slash OTT. Promo code OTT, 70% off on a three-year term, uh, up to six simultaneous connections, 30-day money-back guarantee. If it's not doing what you want it to do, uh, get your money back, no questions asked. Um, you can take advantage of watching different regions of Netflix with just a click of a button. Uh, you can use their app on your phone, desktop, uh, internet browser, smart TV, uh, you name it. They've got an app for everything. And uh, yeah, uh, you can get around data capping uh, through your internet service provider. Uh, you can watch region locked content uh, no matter where it is by the just a click of a button uh, to mask your IP. And of course, you can stay safe and anonymous. Uh, and they have high speeds, all the stuff you need. You can game on it. You can stream on it. You can stream and game on it. You can, uh, you know, stream Netflix and other uh, with video no issues. related uh, content with no issues. Uh, tons of people have converted over. So we thank you guys. They're a sponsor of the stream. Uh, so if you are in the market for a VPN at any point, just think of NordVPN and think of that promo code OTT. As you guys continue to keep supporting the sponsor, they're going to continue to support the podcast. So, um, and they're a big supporter. So thank you so much. Also go and check out Elgato. Uh, link is also in the description below. Go and check out their stream decks, capture cards, green screens, 
key light, which is lighting. Uh, they've got everything that you need for your streaming needs. Jeff. And not only that, yeah. I have a fucking question. I'm hoping you can help me out on this one. I'll try. Look, I've been trying to keep it a secret for a long time, but the reason why I haven't you know, been able to stream as often isn't because I've been slaving over my website for a long time or anything like that or taking care of things around the house with the family. No, it's actually, I have, in the background, I've become an esports professional. I'm a top-tier player. I'm going to be playing in the LCS, and I've got a lot of money. It's coming in. It's so so fast that it's difficult. And I've got a lot of bank accounts because, you know, they cap you after a while and you got so much money and you're trying to divest, put your stuff in many different places. You know, you, you want to avoid the tax man and stuff. If I wanted to, without having, I'm a lazy person. I'm lazy. I don't even want to pick up my phone. I don't want to have to make any phone calls or anything. I want to just press, a, I want to press something and have the wire transfer go through. Do you have a solution for me to be able to, to do that as a as a now full time LCS player making an average of four hundred ten thousand dollars a year. I mean, here let me let me just bring this this webcam down here and show you guys what you guys can uh, what you guys can use here. It's called the Stream Deck. Mm. So essentially, you know, as you can see, I've got the lighting's a little light, so you probably can't see what's going on here. But you know, I, I've got all kinds of different buttons. Now, just pretend this is your Stream Deck. Now, this is the Stream Deck XL. This is this is the big this is the big dick one. It's right? a lot of that's a lot of bank accounts, Jeff. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. I don't even use all these buttons. You know, I, I could probably get away with just a regular size stream deck, but I got it just because. Now, if you are an LCS professional and you are making a lot of money, you need a lot of different bank accounts and you got a lot of money coming in from different places, you know? So like this button right here, you click that button and that could, that could just deposit into your regular ba- ass bank account. You know what I'm saying? So you get your little LCS check every week. At That's a your Chick-fil-A anywhere. money, Jeff. Yeah, so there's ten to ten to twenty thousand dollars a week coming in right through there. You know, then you've got like your sponsor A. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you might want to put that over into a bank account in Switzerland. So you can click that. That's going to be another twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month just going in there. Over here, you've got like your, you know, some fuck you money. You know what I'm saying? Rainy day fund. You know that that's going to another bank account. You just click that right there. You got, you know, this this button right here. Hey, you know that could be your, uh, you know, hey, I got paid by Twitch. You know, click that right there. It's going to open up that Twitch bank account. It's going to be fat, juicy, plump. Might be able to uh, pay your rent through that. Actually, no, you don't have rent because, you know, the uh, esports teams pay for that for you. So that's just money that's just piling up. (laughs) And you can continue to do that over and over and over and over and over again. You got a button over here. You know, this is like supporting, you know, Lag TV Patreon account. Click that right there. You can go ahead and slide over a dollar right over there just by clicking that button every single month you know, via, via patreon.com slash lag TV. You got this over here. You know, this is got Nord VPN. This is going to take you right over to their website, you know, and it's going to auto put in that promo code OTT. You can plug all that stuff in with your stream deck. It's a huge hotkey hub. You know, you, you can, you can make it do whatever, virtually whatever you want. I think that's a deal and a half right there. So if you're having trouble spending some money, head on over to Elgato's website and go and pick yourself up a stream deck. You can do whatever you want with it. Because why, Jeff? Because you L gotta get one. There you go. What's next, Jeff? Short list. First thing. Kingdom Hearts TV show rumored to be coming to Disney+. Plus. I could not be more nonplussed about this if I tried. Uh, Kingdom Hearts, the least traceable story arc in the history of any amount of fiction 
um, ever. But it'll be very popular, and lots of people will watch it and love it, uh, and why not? It'll make no sense, but people will watch it. And there you have it. So if you want to get your your key sword, Disney character, goofy violence on, there's a good Disney chance Park. coming to Disney+. Plus. Next up, uh, one that trended a lot more than I thought it would on social media. That shit went fucking global. Uh, Terrace House member, Hana Kimura, passed away uh, at 22 years old. Uh, the other day via what is almost certainly suicide. Uh, she was getting a uh, unreasonable amount of social media uh, uh, hate and and backlash and whatnot for her participation on the show. Um, she was a professional wrestler, actually, in Japan. And a premier level wrestler, actually one of the better wrestlers I've seen for their for their age, um, male or female. And the company was was positioning to make her the head, of, you know, the 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 lead talent, uh, and only twenty two years old. Uh, but unfortunately, just like social media for any reality TV show, people are fucking crazy, Jeff. Yep, people are fans. Fandoms, I should say, not just not fans, because the difference between fans and fandom uh, in the modern times is, uh, my God, uh, people are nuts. Like every time she'd post on social media because she got in a disagreement with somebody on the show, they told him to kill her. They told her to kill herself every time she made any post on social media. Uh, pro tip: Don't do that. Because unless you're one of those people that can live with the fact that you probably had a hand in the person that eventually took their own life, like we have here, you probably don't want to have that on your conscience. Just keep no. it to yourself. If you don't like if you don't like somebody on TV, whether they're playing a character or not, keep it in your <coughs> own household. You know, yelling bitch on the couch, but you don't go to their personal social media accounts and start like targeting them and like direct messaging and be like, "Hey, kill yourself." Sounds like all play. <laughs> Sounds an awful lot like the fandom and roleplay. Yes, uh, roleplay or uh, the fucking K-pop fandom. It's it, like whatever social media for for that you see for K-pop over here, where it's like fan cams on every fucking Twitter post and all that shit and all the weird crazy. Fa- if you go to Korea, hundred and ten thousand times worse. Fandom there yep. is rabid. Same yeah, with stuff like, like this with with Terrace House fandom over yep. here. Little sketchy. You go to Japan, fuck. <laughs> crazy so yeah it's uh it's highly unfortunate uh super sad so young uh so talented and needlessly harassed uh is, is just nuts and now the obviously the rest of the season canceled for sure i've not been particularly pleased with how the production team has handled it in that they haven't come out with any real statements other than the usual boilerplate stuff i think they're trying to dodge the any responsibility that they might have had um in regards to uh to this whole thing and uh now my concern my you know my concern beyond the fact that this happened is that is that i'm pretty sure the show's just never going to make a comeback at this point because even if it does it's always going to be the show where the contestant killed themselves, yeah. right? 
And I mean, imagine if Big, Bro- Big Brother, if that happened on Big Brother, like one of the contestants yeah. killed themselves. I mean, Big Brother has, and you would know this, they have psychiatrists on site for the people on the show for that exact purpose, to try and keep them mentally stable in a completely, in a place where nobody could possibly be mentally fucking stable all the time. And so, yeah, it's uh, uh, it's just another example. And that, that trended everywhere because it was just cyberbullying. Took another person. Uh, and it's nuts. Because you can't escape that shit. You know, when we were going to school, growing up, there's no social media, really, until we were just about out of school. And um, certainly not, it wasn't as ubiquitous as it is now. And so if you were bullied at school, at least when you left school, you left the bullying at school. Mm-hmm. The majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Now with the internet and social media, there is no hiding yeah, place. No yeah, there's. It's just. It's nonstop. Yeah, it's just twenty four hours a day, and so uh, you know, it's dang, that's just crazy, crazy, crazy. But very sad that that had to happen. And other than that, that is about all. I've got. There hasn't been anything crazy. Em and I haven't watched anything but 90 Day Fiance. Oh, did you watch? Did you watch some of that? Yeah, we've been watching it, man. We're. Uh, I think we're like six or seven episodes in. The shit is long, man. The episodes are like an, hour, an hour and a half, and a half each. Dude, I checked last night because we watched. Uh, we watched two episodes last night. We still have seven more episodes left in this damn thing. It's like eleven hours of this shit still. Yes. So. Uh, yes. It's intense. And, what do you-, you know? We we only can watch you know maybe an episode. A night on a good night it's like an hour and a half right we ain't got fucking no, three exactly. four hours of tv right so uh but yeah we've been watching that so it's uh it's entertaining it's entertaining what, what were your thoughts on big ed big ed is something <laughs> he's something he just made sweet sweet love on the last episode oh so, you got you there know. oh oh the crazy <laughs> foot massage uh yeah, segment the hairy legs and oh man the show is just so cringe <laughs> It's so it's so there's so much fuckery that goes on, man. There's so much like obvious ploys to get green cards and just it's 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 wild. There's like and you feel bad for some of these people because you're like they're so desperate for love and like they're they're so you can just tell like just mentally they they it's uh, a lot it's of something. mental gymnastics for some of them, like the the black girl. What's her name with yeah. with Williams? Yeah, yeah, that one's painful, bro. I called that out like right away as soon as I saw the pictures. I'm like, I said, I said, Kayla, I guarantee you, it's some Nigerian. And then I was like, I get, I, I was like, wouldn't it be funny as if the uh, Shyamalan twist, the Nigerian was Soldier Boy, <laughs> <laughs> or one of like his friends or some yeah. shit. Yeah, baby girl, I will grab you, girl. The whole celebrity thing, like, man, this shit is just, it's crazy. It's nuts, for sure. Yeah, yeah uh, right. that was, yeah, well, well I mean, I, it was obvious that Williams was a, was a catfish pretty much right out of the gate when, when she was describing him. Showed the picture pictures, and I was like, all right, that's probably, that's And his probably, name's Williams? Yeah, it's you just Williams. It's like Oprah. He just needs one name. And then, and yeah. then like, what, what made me laugh was when she was like, yeah, he's a, uh, a, what was he, a restaurant owner, and I immediately yeah, went, UK. "Nope," because no, no restaurant owner has enough time to go to the gym to look like that. 
to go to the gym to look like that. that she was on the phone with him. You could hear the voice. I was like, <laughs> and then this next scene awesome. where she was like, I love the, I love the, uh, the English accent. It's so sexy. Like, That's not an English accent at all. That kind of sounds like Nigerian fucking, uh, dialect here. And, uh, this doesn't sound you getting catfished. Hey Jeff, meet me at the Lon- meet me at the London airport. Yeah, uh, which one? Uh, the London one. Wow. Yeah. yeah otherwise, yeah. No, there's. There, I haven't. I haven't really seen much uh, crop up movies so, yeah, and we'll TV wise. Tonight. Yeah. All right. You know what's next? Tech support. Ladies and gentlemen, patreon.com slash TV. Every single week on podcast day, I post up a, uh, a post on the Patreon page. Uh, $10 and higher gets you access to that bad boy, and you can then ask us questions in which, during the tech support segment at the end of the show, we answer as many of those as we can. And today, given the fact that we're an hour and 25 minutes in, I'm going to say we're probably going to answer a good number of them. Let's hop right in. Do I still have that up? I do. There we go. Might even be able to see my boy before he goes to bed. It's, it's possible. Dream. The dream. Uh, Will Hawkins asked, how old were you when you could first do a dunk? I'm guessing he's asking me. because you You've never been able to dunk. No. I, no. Okay. So, I've never uh, really tried. <laughs> you know, I don't play basketball. Yeah. Uh, how old were you when you could uh, first do a dunk and can you still dunk? Um, okay, so I first dunked in junior high grade nine. Um, I would have been, what, six, three at the time, maybe six, four. <clears throat> I had done most of my growing by then. I just got to six, six by the end of high school. Um, when can, uh, can I still dunk? Probably not, honestly. I sit in the chair all fucking day <laughs> and it takes, I mean, I'm six, six, but it takes an awful lot to get a six, six body to a basketball rim. You know, when you see Michael Jordan, who is also six, you know, six, five, six, six jump and get that high above the rim, that motherfucker was built like he had springs in his feet. Uh, it takes a lot to get that, that going. Uh, I tried to, where was I? We were, we were in the Valley, um, and we were visiting my dad's elementary school because they had like a little cafe opened at the time for like the community. And I went into the gymnasium and the first thing I did was I, I, I stood underneath the rim and I just tried to jump to see if I could at least touch the rim from a standstill. And I barely got to the rim from a standstill underneath of it. If I was running, I could probably, maybe, maybe. But it'd be bad. It'd be an ugly dunk. It wouldn't be pretty. It would look It would look like an older white guy trying to fucking dunk, and it would just not be fucking pretty. But uh, can I uh, still? Probably not. Too much sitting around. Uh, oh, this is Seth just saying a comment. Windows 10 updates suck donkey dick. Yes, you're right, Seth. They do. Uh, and buckle up because the next major one is coming soon. Yay! <laughs> Nvidia is putting out their uh, their <clears throat> driver for uh, for that update coming soon. So 
Buckle up. Um, oh, Chico asks, what is the best cheapskate story you have? Cheap skate? Yeah, cheap skate. Like when you when you when you when either you or somebody you've seen was being like just super fucking ultra cheap. Uh, um. Oh man. I mean <laughs> uh. Fuck! I got I to keep it hunted. My, you're my, you're my biggest cheapskate story. Right? What the fuck did I do now, bro? <laughs> I mean, I'm frugal. I'm not like I'm not cheap. No, I'm no, bro. There was a fucking. There was almost a decade period, a decade, where <laughs> you only had one pair of scissors. In the house, and you could only find them once every six months. Uh, Number two, for the same period of time, you only had one screwdriver. It was an old, you still have this screwdriver at your house now. It is an old fucking screw. You might even have it in that room in the fucking, in the filing cabinet. It is like an old fucking gray handle, pink base or some shit, tiny headed Phillips screwdriver. That was the only one for like a decade. And every time I needed a screwdriver to do like any kind of like random thing at the house, if it was like computer related or some shit, and I said, hey, you got a, you got a screwdriver? <laughs> and the same, like, yeah, bro, one second, come back, it's the same fucking screwdriver every time. Didn't matter if, it was, if like, if I needed a Robinson head or a flat head, because the only one was... On a bright note, I got two. Hey! I got two scissors now. I got two. And they're readily on hand. They are. (laughs) I moved on up. And I couldn't convince you for the longest time to just buy, like, your entry-level fucking set of screwdrivers. (laughs) Or the hammer! You had, like, a fucking finishing, like, a hammer for finishing jaws with, like, finishing nails for, like... Like, like no weight, just the smallest fucking dinky, rinky-dink hammer. So, like, we would try to drive, I like... I got stuff now. Yes, you do. I got stuff now, so you we're do. good. Thank God. <laughs> oh, man. I I really don't know. I mean, I... Like, my, my mom and shit calls me cheap all the time. So, like, you know, I, I don't consider myself cheap. I just think I'm frugal. Thing is, is, like, I'm really generous and i'll spend large amounts of money on things that i feel either things i really want uh or i feel like i'll for example i'm not really the type of guy that will buy uh, a discounted thing because it's a bit cheaper i'm more of the guy that will buy the more expensive thing that will last longer yeah so i'm that type of guy uh so like for example if I need a jacket, I'm not going to buy a, a a jacket for 50 bucks that is going to last me. I'm just making an example. That's going to like last me, say, one or two seasons. I'll rather buy something that might cost a lot more that'll last me, you know, five years, a decade. Uh, so that that's my m- mentality. But in terms of like cheap stories, um, 
I don't know, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm also the type of guy that like will fill up my gas tank or whatever, or, um, I, I, I'll take a look at what the gas prices are going to be. So I won't fill it until, or I'll fill it before the day that it's supposed to go up. Which is crazy because even in your truck, that might save you like $8. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. lot. So like, I am that type of guy. Like, I don't know if that's That's, being cheap or just, well, that's always that, that has always like driven me a little crazy with you is that the stuff that you choose to be cheap with are the yeah. things that mean the least, and the stuff that yeah. you choose to be expensive with is the most expensive shit. So like, yeah. it's like... I don't know. It's how I am. It's how, <laughs> it's how I am. Like, it's, it's, hard, it's, it's hard to explain. I just... That's just... That's just... The reality of it. Like, I'm the type of guy that, like, I'll, uh, I'll wear the same thing. Like, I'm cheap. Like, you guys... How many times do you see me wear this jersey or, like, these same pants or the same fucking hat, dude? Like I, I, but I won't go and buy, I won't go and buy something, something else. I don't, I don't know. Everyone's got, everyone's got their, their weird financial, uh, you know, quirks for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess I could talk about like yard sale, like I'll go to yard sale and, you know, say for example, there's a video game that somebody wants $5 for and it's worth like 50 and Mm. I'll be like, take two for it you know what i mean like i'll i'm that type of guy but i think that's more of like the bargain and like the you know the rush of a deal you know the you know the the win you know what i'm saying like dad will dad will come home sometimes drives mom nuts mom will send uh you know send dad to the grocery store now right now it doesn't matter as much because it's just get whatever you can but like before you know the fucking space godzilla moments and down to the store and sometimes you know sometimes there are certain brands that are just so much better than other brands for food yeah. that you just, you, you get just, it. You just bite the bullet. You bite the fucking you bullet. And, and, and dad would go to the store and he'd have like that specific brand from mom, whatever, get it. But then he'd see like an, uh, like a, uh, an, an off brand that was like on sale, but the only did like the, the price differential was like 50 cents. Ooh, and and yeah. he'd come home and he'd be like, tell mom about how he had the deal he got. And mom would look at me like, damn, you motherfucker! It was fifty cents, fifty cents, fifty cents, bro, for my for my happiness. It's fifty cents, <laughs> soft madness. You know, we you brought home Fruity Loops. All right, I want it Fruit Loops. All right, and it's fifty cents. <laughs> it's not fifty percent off. It's fifty cents, bro. Yeah. Come on. That's that's dad every time at the fucking grocery store it drives mom nuts. What's up? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Luke asks Jeff for those of us who don't have time to watch your personal stream could we get a little background on your GTA RP character like the history how you came up with it etc uh, I'll go super fast alright so he's a character that um, couldn't sing he, he was singing out of tune right so he wasn't a very good singer he wanted to become a big time s- a singing songwriter so he went through drastic measures and moved to the city of Los Santos, went to a place called Humane Labs, which is a place in the city, uh, and then got an auto tuner surgically fused onto his vocal cords so that he would always sing in tune. And people think that my character's name is Auto Tune Tyrone. It's actually Auto Tune Tyrone, which is not only a play on the way that I say oat instead of out, uh, but he also sang out of tune. And now he sings in tune uh so that's basically his backstory 
And that's why he permanently was talking in auto-tune is because he had the auto-tuner on his vocal cords. Now he's had an upgrade where now he can turn it off and on at will so that personally myself, I don't have to speak in auto-tune all the time because it was driving me crazy because I hear playback. So everything I'm saying and doing is always in auto-tune. And I just kind of made a, a thing where he just missed his his own voice and he wanted to be himself. His name his name is actually Tyrone, but he had his name legally changed for a start, his his performance name to auto auto tune Tyrone because of the auto tuner. And he made his 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 first name his last name. But his real last name is actually Crookshank. And so anyway, it's <laughs> Crookshank. Which, which was a backstory for his great great grandfather, who's going to be in Red Dead Redemption, uh, who was a crook. He he had a he had a massa, he had a master, and he he was known as a crook. And uh, they used to keep all the slaves and stuff in the barn. And he ended up uh, making a shank out of one of the bolts that <laughs> burned it, and then uh, he ended up shanking his. Uh, his um his master Ugh. and then he gets away and then he called all the slaves they called them crookshanks and that's like going to be the gang is the runaways um so that's a bit of a backstory fuck big bigums crookshank and uh bbc <laughs> oh oh there you go bringing yeah. it all back around hey, you know hey it is what it is so that's a quick backstory Cryptic Cyanide asks, what movie would you like to see retold with the exact same plot, actors, directors, and all, but from a different point of view? So, like, different main characters, and what, uh, you know, what would those characters be? Um, man. Mm. I think, I think it might be, uh, huh. Hold from the other point of view. Damn. Like the point of view of the bad guy? Yeah, well, that's really the only... Because so many many movies are from the point of view of the good guy, right? So, like, you're you're looking at mostly... Yeah, I'm going to go with... uh, I'm going to go with The Dark Knight. Give me Mm. Heath Ledger, movie around him, and then Batman is sort of the, the character that he's going after. Keep the same director, same actors, same everything. Just give me the Heath Ledger side of of the movie. I want to see it through the bad guy. That yeah. would be fine. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, that would be good. I'll go. I'll go. Um, Star Wars prequels from the eyes leading. Uh, uh, well, no, because everything's the same, so it's not a different movie. Fuck. <clears throat> so it doesn't work. Dude, I was going to say it'd be cool to see, like, uh, from the eyes of Darth Maul leading up to the Duel of Fates, mm. but that's a different movie entirely. It's mm. not like it's not like the same movie, different point of view. Um. I don't know if I've got one. I think I think what you picked is is good as it is. I mean, the um, it might be interesting with some war movies to see from the other side, like 
I know people would be terrified of, of, of it seeming like they're glorifying what people would consider to be the bad guys from wars past, but there's no, you know, soldiers are, are ultimately just soldiers, right? Hey, saying, the bad guys had friends and family, you know what I mean? Like, everybody's yeah. got a story, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, something in that vein might be, might be interesting. Uh... Oh, Alexa asks, what is the most stressful situation that you have ever lived through? That I've ever lived through? On honestly, I mean, the only now? two, the, like, yeah, like now, <laughs> I, I would say, I would say now. And then, and then before that was just when Ryan was murdered and that was the only two. Yeah. times that i've ever experienced like a level of stress that would be included in this yeah i i i think like now like just in terms of i'm talking about like i've been more stressed in my life like uh you know my stress level right now is it's whatever right uh you know yeah yeah everybody has bad days and things but in terms of like the way the world is working right now um like the stress around family loved ones uh the precautions you have to take uh everything this is definitely in terms of like through my life not only the weirdest but i guess like the most i wouldn't even say necessarily stress but it's more of like uh the unknown and it's just it's a it's a weird time which makes it feel stressful it's more than just it's more than just the the pandemic right it's there's a lot of and this isn't just because social media has made news more readily available and and whatnot and and being made aware of more things happening around the world this is a from a uh, from a political standpoint around the world not just in north america but around the world a really fucking wacky time like everywhere um it's a shit show all over the place and so you've got that and then you stack this pandemic on top of it and um and even for those like for people like you and i who yeah we're it's a stressful situation but we're coasting compared to a lot of people yeah Yeah. um it's it's just it's it, it can be exhausting if you stop long enough to think about what's going on in the world and how everything is happening right now. It just, it's, it's almost an oppressive feeling. Yeah. Like it's almost claustrophobic. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in our generation, we, we've now gone through, you know, two major recessionary periods. Um, and, uh, a lot of political bullshit on the backs of of not having a particularly great future because uh, a couple of generations up from us kind of fucked <laughs> fucked the economy in a way that takes money out of our pockets for like retirement and stuff of that like in that uh, in that way uh the planet's pretty much fucked right now uh, as far as show, bro. the it's climate so yeah it's you know it's it's a it's a little bit it's a little bit rough to say the least, and that's probably it. I mean, I've been I've been extraordinarily, you know, blessed to have a relatively 
stress, to call it stress-free, I mean, it's not stress-free, but in the, in, like, in what people would consider extraordinary stress. Yeah. Very you lucky. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um... Oh, oh, we we just bounced. We j- literally either one or two podcasts ago talked about this, but he said, "Happy National Burger Day." Where do you go to burger toppings and condiments? We just literally just the other like yeah. one or two podcasts ago, uh, so you can go back and listen to that. But the long short of it is, I'm a pretty standard guy, and Jeff's not too far behind on that one. Just with uh, more hot peppers. Hmm. Um. I might actually make a burger after this. We had burgers and hot dogs yesterday. <clears throat> barbecue season yeah it's been so nice too like we got a little bit of patio furniture so we've been spending quite a bit more time outside and just relaxing it's it's, it's today been nice, was like man. hot and humid like i sat on the oh. deck for about 20 minutes and i was sweating I it was so hot dumped today, uh to drop off a whole bunch of cardboard and shit because when we moved here and then christmas and then like all of kai's i didn't realize but the amount of diapers and stuff that kai goes through like you get a box every single time we've just been like load them up load them up dude we've had a shit I, i've just did one load i still gotta it's probably still gonna be another two two more truckfuls of uh of shit but i was outside man it's fucking it was humid as shit outside mm. man it's just fucking hot and uh you know things are starting to open again you know so like the i, I was driving by i wanted to go to canadian tire to get um uh battery Kayla's battery in her car is dead, so we need to get a battery. And, uh, dude, I went to two different Canadian tires, fucking lineup, because they're only letting 50 people in at a time. The lineup was, was it was, it looked like uh, like Black Friday. Like, that's the closest thing I could come to it. Like, now that stores are starting to open again, the lineups at these places are insane. And since there's, you still have to keep social distancing, it's making the lineups go fucking if Forever. you do any amount of shopping, you've got to do it like in the early, early, early morning. First thing, first thing in the morning. First thing. Afternoon and shit. Hell no. I said, fuck that, man. I'm 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 gonna let this baby run out. You need to go somewhere, you Jeep. Cause I ain't I ain't de- I ain't dealing with that shit right now. Hell no. But yeah, it's getting stupid out there. Uh Mick Barge uh, says uh, and asks, he said, Iron Mike Tyson is making a comeback into boxing. How much money would you need to be paid to be his opponent not taking a dive? Uh, No amount of money. And here's why. Even if I said $10 million to go in and actually attempt to box Mike Tyson. Because I'm limited in my ability to defend myself properly. Even a 50-plus-year-old Mike Tyson, if he gets one full-blown fucking right hook on my ass, it's not that it's going to knock me out. It's going to probably fucking, like, permanently damage my ass. Mm. This is not like another boxer that's conditioned. He knows how to, they know how to fucking, like, block properly to absorb fucking damage. Uh, you know, they're muscled up in the neck. They've been used to getting hit. Uh, their body reacts to getting punched differently. You get hit by a 50-year-old Mike Tyson and you don't block fully, you don't, you don't have a body built for it, he will mm. fucking kill you. And I don't mean that, I don't mean that, like, hypothetically, I mean, you'll die. So, there's no amount of money if I wasn't taking a dive. There's, there's, there's just none. Because I, I would be, I promise you, dead. 
Uh, I'm going to go with $3 million. <laughs> You give me $3 million, I'm going to get in a ring with Mike Tyson, and I'm going to try and knock him out. He's going to fuck me raw, but I'm willing to take that chance that I'm not going to get permanent brain damage from when I take that hit to the head. For $3 million, you know what? Hey, I'm going to take one for the team, family. I'm going to, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure y'all taken care of. All right. But fuck it. Three million. I'll go for it. Yeesh. YOLO. Uh, and I can say I got fucking knocked out by Mike Tyson. So I got that too. And I'd much rather get hit by a 53 year old Mike Tyson than the 20 year old Mike Tyson. Uh, yes. So, so, you know, we got that. If you're saying, Hey, you got to fight Mike Tyson as prime. Now, I don't think there's an amount of money you could pay me. Now, though, you know what? You know what? I'll I'll take one for the team. I'll take one for the team. Bro, I saw that man throw hands in that video. Oh, hey, fuck you right up. You fuck you right up. Fucking take your head off your shoulders, bro. Yeah. Real quick. For three million, I'll take the chance. Uh Zen Mady asks, how do you like your coffee? Uh, two, uh, uh, milk and sugar, two, two of each. I don't drink coffee. So that's how I like it. I like the smell of it. So M drinks coffee now, you know, in the mornings sometimes. Uh, and you know, I, I like the smell of it, but, um, I really, um, at no point have I even been a little bit interested in drinking coffee. The couple times I have, it ain't it. Yeah, you might not have just had good, good coffee. There's so many different types of coffee. I I uh, was never for coffee for the longest time. And then I say when I hit about 27, 28 years old, uh, I just started drinking it, and now I enjoy it. I have coffee almost every day. And it's just nice. And especially when I travel... I kind of, I kind of use coffee. I kind of drink coffee like I drink, like some people would drink beer. Where you know, some people like like their IPAs and they like trying with different stuff. I'm kind of like that with coffee when I travel. I like to go and try out different types of coffees at different shops, and I just enjoy, I just enjoy a coffee. You would enjoy Australia. They have a monstrous coffee culture in Australia. Like they they take their coffee fucking crazy serious over there. So you'd be you'd be in coffee hipster heaven over in uh, in in Australia. I really call myself a coffee hipster, but I do enjoy. I, I I would get as much enjoyment from going out and having a coffee with the boys and talking shit than as as I would go into the bar and having a beer and doing the same thing. Like I'm kind of sort of in the same realm. Um. Mark Pirin, in a semi-related question, asks, what is your worst Tim Hortons experience? Uh, I had a coffee completely spill on me one time because they didn't put on the top. So I had gotten the the coffee. And, you know, sometimes you grab the coffee, like, sort of like that instead of that. So I had gotten the coffee from the girl normally picked it up put it in the tray in the car and then you know the the coffee is like kind of deep inside the cup tray so you Mm. can't really grab the cup of coffee and take it out you got to kind of grab it you only got so much to to do well i fucking grabbed that shit and as i grabbed it and pulled it up and i'm sitting there you know driving 
the fucking the top wasn't on. So as I grabbed it, the thing spilled all over my lap. Uh. You know, it was fucking hot as fuck. All in the uh, all in the truck. I wasn't happy. Uh I've never had like any really truly awful Tim Hortons experiences. Um I've had inconveniences, but I've mm. never had like I've never had food poisoning, I've never had like anything like that um <clears throat> happen, you know, thankfully. Um I'll say I'll say the the two points in Tim Hortons history that affected me the most from an experience standpoint were um, when the American food company bought them out. The Wendy's, the people that own Wendy's as well, I think. And uh, and that changed uh, that changed them pretty dramatically from like a donut and coffee shop with the Kate with just like some simple sandwich to like another fucking fast food restaurant it's got everything mm. now you know your salads and fucking a thousand sandwiches and all this other shit uh and when they did that the quality just went down the Dodge. fucking toilet uh and they also started like um more heavily using frozen donuts and shit like that it the no- nothing was really being made anymore uh to any level of freshness um and then, not long after that, they changed the the fucking chili recipe, and now it is nothing like it used to be, and it doesn't taste nearly as good and as watery in comparison. Yeah. Um. So what I'm saying is, most of my issues came from when the American company bought up the fucking <laughs> fucking fucking Tim Hortons. Uh. Hmm. Uh, Brennan Lessick asks, Jeff, what experience, uh, what experience are you most excited to share with your son? Like when he was, uh, born, did you have a, I can't wait until X moment? Um, I would say going to the movies. First movie experience. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to, uh, first video game experience that I can sit down and, and watch him play a video game. Um, but I would say, like, number one is I got, like, sort of a, a, a kind of that when we sat down and, and watched the movie together and, and he's sitting there actually watching it. But he's still so young. I look forward to when he's a little older and he and he can get excited about wanting to go to the movies and getting the popcorn and doing that whole thing. And I've got so many movies that I want to watch with him uh, that, like, I'm just I'm pumped for that. Um, um, I think, I think, yeah. f- I, I mean, I don't have a kid yet, but I think one of the things that I'll look most forward to with my, uh, children is just them finding their thing. You know what I mean? Like they're mm-hmm. finding their thing and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting excited with them about their thing that they're excited about. So mm-hmm. whether it's a certain sport or whether it's gaming or whether it's uh music or whatever the fuck. I'm I'm looking forward to the moment where they have their their aha moment of this is my this is my thing and then I look forward to getting excited about that stuff with them and being able to like help them just chase after that thing right that's that's the that's what I'm looking uh forward to uh personally uh Mark Furry asks what's something that you've watched only because of your lady friend uh 
Uh, Fifty Shades. Oh. I had to watch um, Twilight. I, you can't even get me to do that. I mean, so basically the was, same author. Yeah. So well, with Fifty Shades, it gets the lady all horny, and you know, I'm like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. I'll I'll go through this. Get some pussy at the end of it. It's all good. Twilight, there's no pussy at the end of it. All right. Twilight is just like, you know what? I think I now have a pussy after watching this and I might get fucked. So, you know what? No, nah, I'm going to pass. So, no, she couldn't even get me. She couldn't get me to watch that and she couldn't get me to watch the rest of the Harry Potter movies. Uh... Oh, shit. Aaron Carter's back. I thought I thought we lost Aaron Carter. He's back. Said, help, my garden is full of weeds. What do I do? Do you maintain your lawn? If so, what uh, what are your hacks for weeds? I got a weed contraption device from Costco, which is as satisfying as popping a pimple, but I can't get them all. Uh, I'm putting uh, I'm putting in grass seeds and trying to patch things up, but I'm a pleb when it comes to lawn care. Please help. I'm also a pleb, uh, but our place is a massive garden. Uh, so Kayla has, has taken the reins. So I'm not the person to ask Kayla would be the one, but she's out there, you know, with the wheelbarrow and all the, the soil and the, the extra, the other stuff that you put down and my mom comes over and helps and shit like that. So for me, nah, I don't do any, I have a ride on lawnmower. That's as far as I go. I ride, I ride the lawnmower. I won't know shit about weeds. I don't know nothing about nothing. Uh, and if Kayla didn't do it, I'd have to pay somebody to come and do it. Uh, lawn care isn't that fucking complicated. It's actually a little bit of luck. So like, you'll probably, you've probably seen sometimes when you're like your neighbors or something, they'll, they'll strip their fucking sod out cause it's full of weeds and they, and there's no grass left. The weeds have choked out all the grass. So they just strip the shit and then they roll out new sod. And sometimes you just get cucked. And the sod that you bought is also full of fucking weeds. Or it's full of, like, not the greatest grass uh, that you can that you can buy. So, and that's why a lot of people will just go with grass seed, which can also have a bunch of, of weed in it. So, some of it's just luck. After mm. that, it's, even if it's not legal, a lot of people will find a way to spray their yard for dandelions and other things like yeah. that because there's yeah. no other way to fucking keep them down. You can no. go out with that Costco picker that you're talking about and you can Dang literally you dismantle your entire lawn. Yeah. It's not going to get rid of the fucking dandelions. You need to spray that shit. Um, the majority of it, the, the my best advice as somebody who's only, you know, like help, help, Mom and dad and my grandmother, both my grandmother's properties, the one in the valley is a massive fucking property. The things that make the biggest difference without having to get too crazy with it is at the start of every season, when it's starting to warm up and the, and the, and the grass is dry, um, rake it, get rid of all the dead fucking grass in it. Don't rake it to the fact that it's like fucking down to dirt, but rake it and get rid of all the dead stuff. Pull that stuff mm-hmm. out, throw it away somewhere. Your lawn will be thinner, but it will be healthier because the stuff that's still alive is going to be able to actually come up. A lot of times, in the especially if you're in a place like we are, and the winter time comes around and the snow sits on it all winter, 
it mats the grass down and then it chokes off a lot of the grass. It doesn't come back very easily. So you rake that shit with relative frequency. Uh, and then step two is, like you've already mentioned, um, you know, when there's patches of dirt or you have to get rid of shit, sprinkle some fucking seed on that shit, water it, make sure it stays watered. Three, you get a lime. You got to put some lime down. You got to be able to, to find a good time, watch the weather, know when it's going to rain, not downpour, but just have a nice rain. Put the lime out on the lawn and the fertilizer. You do those things. That's your best chance. Everything else is just bullshit fucking luck. <laughs> it's just all about what you got. My next door neighbor just spent a fortune resodding last year. Snow went away. Literally not a single blade of grass survived the winter. All was dead. Rip. Rip. So there you go. Nikki asks, what is one of your favorite or uh, your happiest childhood memories, Jeff? Jeez, it's pretty sad that it nothing nothing really comes to uh, nothing really comes to mind. I, I would say I would say uh, you know uh, going going over going over my grandmother's with my cousin uh, playing video games all hours of the night. Uh, we used to do that every other weekend or so, or he'd come over my place and we'd play video games. I would say like that the happiest I, that I probably was as a kid was probably right around the time where I moved on to your street right around there, because mm. at the, that was the first time we ever lived in the suburbs. You know, we always lived in the hood. So like I, I had fun and stuff, but it was a different type of fun moving in the suburbs and hanging out with like sub suburban kids. It was a different type of fun. It wasn't necessarily like, sure. We got in our little bits of trouble when we were kids, but when you live, when you live in rougher areas, most of the fun is around trouble uh so just playing video games hanging out playing track down and stuff th that was that was fun to me mm. so yeah yeah those were those were those are really good times i like uh, like an individual moment for me that just stands out in my mind is uh a christmas at my grandmother's place in the valley and um, it, it was just, it was like the perfect Christmas. It was just enough snow outside. It wasn't like 78 fucking feet of snow. It was just, you know, a, a white Christmas, uh, and the way that you would want it to be. And, um, at the bottom of the stairs during Christmas, one of the decorations was a bell that like pulled and had a music box in it. And that was how they woke me up at Christmas time when we were spending Christmas there to, you know, cause breakfast was ready time to open presents, all that shit. So I'm upstairs so why I wake up to White Christmas, I hear that, you know, my uh, Grammy rang that fucking bell thing, the music's going off, I'm going downstairs, I get to have, like, uh, you know, fresh farm eggs and fresh fucking bacon from farms nearby, it's like, the bacon fucking is thick as Shaq's mm. dick, mm. Uh, homemade bread, every, everything, and then there's turkey dinner and all that shit, but we're opening the presents, my whole family is there, it was like... like Commercial. It was a fucking white ass Hallmark commercial. That perfect Christmas. So that was uh, that's probably that one. I don't even know what year it was. I just remember it. Ha I was young enough that I can't remember the year. So I was probably like six, somewhere in there, seven years old. So I'll go with that. Um, 
one more because uh, yeah, 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 yeah. As I was gonna say, we have a couple left here. Some of these, some of these are kind of lengthy, so I'm trying to get one more so you can go see Kai. So, ah, Black Jimmy, what is the most 2020 moment you've seen so far? Mine is Adele losing a bunch of weight and being shamed for it <laughs> online. Uh. Mine, mine is uh, is is listening to Donald Trump say, uh, you know, can't we do something where we just like inject some uh, some fucking uh, what was it uh, fucking uh, cleaner. Clorox cleaner, whatever the fuck he said. Uh, that that shit was a that was peak twenty twenty for me. That's just full dumpster fire. Uh, I'm gonna go with that. But the Adele one that is pretty funny too. Um, I'm gonna yeah. say. I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh hearing that I one well, a couple of the states um it just so it just so happens that 2020 is the year that the locusts are or not the locusts, the uh the cicadas are coming out of the ground. It's only one every 17 years that cicadas mm-hmm. come out of the ground. And they basically are like locusts. They ravage crops, they fuck everything up. Like 10, 15 million of them come out of the fucking ground and just fuck everything up. And of course. The year, the year of the Lord and our Savior. It's twenty twenty, and so that's. Uh, I think that was for me. It was just like yeah, everything else was like already happening. Social media is always a dumpster fire. Donald Trump's a fucking retard. It just everything. That's that's all good, finding good. But then you hear it's like, oh, and by the way, the cicadas are coming. Buckle the fuck. <laughs> Oh, 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 also aliens were here. So, you know, oh, oh yeah. You- and then the, and then the killer bees for or not the killer hornets from fucking Japan, the super hornets showed up on oh, us soil. I yeah. I saw that. Yeah. It's everything. Everything's fucked, bro. <laughs> Everything is fucked. Everything is fucked. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just waiting. Is this, is this the year that, uh, that fucking, uh, what is it? The, the, the volcano on the West coast, um, uh, that's just like a ticking time bomb that's going to like take out all of North America. Is this the year? <laughs> Why not? You know, if it's going to happen, it may as well happen this year. Just get it all out the way. You know what I'm saying? It's wild. It's a wild year. Yeah. And we still got lots of the year left. So Yellowstone, that's it. We're just waiting. We're, we're, we're waiting for, for Old Faithful <laughs> just pop up. Just erupt. Right at the end. And take us out. Um, also, for anyone who is around the riots that are happening right now, following the death of that uh, that man uh, the other day, um, for God's sake, God's sake, stay safe. People, yeah. people are, I mean, and I, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be angry and out and, and fucking protesting the shit, but burning down your own community's housing is probably... Don't do that. There are other ways to be angry publicly. Yeah. Cause that that's not actually helping anyone. Well, um, I think I think some of it I think some of it also is people are just really angry right now. Well, so I mean it's There's unbridled a- rage because they yeah. feel trapped that they can't do anything, damned if they do, damned if they don't. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, not only are people going through a lot like right now with this whole corona shit, but then you add to this shit. I mean, people were just looking for a reason to fucking not only go outside. And be around people, but then they're already angry. You fuel that with the crazy shit that just went down mm. with with that guy uh, that that got that got murdered by the cop. Uh, George Floyd is his name. Yeah, George Floyd. Uh, you, that that is literal recipe for big time riots, 
Uh, so stay safe and stay in your house. You should be staying in your house anyway, but really lock your doors and stay in, stay in the house because it, it, it's just it's fucking crazy out there, dude. It's wild. Yeah. It's scary. Pretty, it's pretty it's scary. scary. I fully understand why they'd be out and just losing their minds. I get it. Oh, yeah. I, I get, get it. it. I get it. Yeah. It's just the buildings they're choosing to burn down could probably be, be selected. Shift a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> they're fucking themselves up, you know, and it's yeah. just, um, it's unbridled rage, right? And it, it's, it's crazy. And, and, and again, I don't blame them because it's, it's, you know, uh, it, it's like nothing else works. So it's like, what, you know, they, it, it's, you're trapping them. So it's crazy, yep. but yep. either way. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got for you for uh, Technical Alpha for today. Thank you so much for coming by. Uh, we managed to, to eke out or irk out um, what, a two little hours. over two hours. We did it. We made we the it. magic happen. Uh, Patreon.com slash uh to uh, financially support the podcast. It goes a, a long way for us. And the numbers have been going up. And so thank you guys so much for your continued support in that regard and uh, some people messaging that I responded to last night you know saying that they've actually upped their pledge uh, during these times but I was just like you know writing them love notes uh, trying to get them all out Um, and so thank you guys so much Uh, we will be back next week with more Uh, be good to yourselves stay safe stay safe not stay safe I need some food apparently to get my brain working again uh, we'll see you guys uh, next time and uh, until we do thank you once again and uh, peace peace